Hey everyone, this is Oxygen for Leaders podcast. I am your host, Josh Garrison. As always here at Oxygen for Leaders, we give you leadership principles that help you maximize your potential as a leader. I'm so excited about our guest that we have on the show today. She is Allison Grooms, the creator of Jules and James Boutique, and she is absolutely crushing it right now as a businesswoman, and her store is just going crazy. So, Allison, thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you doing today? Thanks so much for having me. It is an honor that you asked me. This is actually my first podcast I've ever I've been invited to a couple, but they've never all worked out. So this is actually my first time to be on one. So I'm excited about this. Well, we are so excited that you are on. So for the people who don't know what Jules and James Boutique is, kind of give us a little background of really how it started and how you got to where you are now. Okay. So I'm going to try to condense this story. Um, So three years ago, no, hang on, let me back up even further than that. So my daughter will actually be uh, five in the spring. And so um, I was a teacher. And when I had my daughter five years ago, I uh, decided I wanted to stay home and um, be a stay-at-home mom. That was always like my dream of what I wanted to do. My mom stayed home with us most of the time growing up. So I really just wanted to stay home and pour into my baby and so I left teaching, and I was home uh, with her, and um, I didn't know that I had an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, I would say that I come from a long line of uh, entrepreneurs and business starters and owners and all of those things, but I didn't even know that I had it inside of me, um, but when I was at home, I, I, I totally committed to that stay-at-home mom role, but after my daughter was about one, one and a half, I was really just like looking for ways. I was always looking for ways to make money. And even when right. I was teaching, like I always had like a side hustle. <laughs> I feel like I've always just kind of been that way without even realizing that I was that way. And so um, I decided I was going to start, I bought an embroidery machine. Um, and I really, that was even like a huge thing. I got my husband um, to let me put a thousand dollars on a credit card and I bought my first and so even to do that I had to have like a really big plan on how I was going to get that paid off because we had spent like our first couple years of there trying to get you know our credit card debt to go away and so then you know I'm coming out here saying like hey I have this idea this kind of crazy idea um, and I think that I can really start something here and so he supported me and so I got that embroidery machine, and I actually, my first business was I started an Etsy business online, and I was monitoring all kinds of stuff, and then um, I was killing it with embroidery, and monitoring was really big at the time, and so then that kind of led into me buying some women's um, boutique items, like wholesale, and um, I was monitoring them, and so when I first started, like, buying that, uh, the wholesale stuff, I realized that just kind of opened up my eyes to, like, the whole world of being able to, like, the retail side of things. And um, so I started this Facebook group, actually, because I wanted to let my friends buy um, clothes and shoes and all kinds of stuff for cheaper than, like, get it at department stores. There was even some, like, name brand stuff I was selling for uh, way less than you could get it anywhere else. And so... 
um, that's kind of how I got started. And so it was just, it started out really small and then it just exploded because I feel like at the time when I started it, now, you know, there's a ton of um, even like critiques on Facebook and people selling all kinds of stuff on Facebook and Instagram. But at the time when I started it, there I didn't know anyone that was doing it. So there was no one that, and, and I found out later there were a couple that had started before me, but I didn't know about them. Right. Um, so I felt like I was like paving the way. And then also for sure, like in our town and area, there was no one that was doing it. So for sure, I feel like I fell into it at like a great time. Um, and I just found like a bit and then ran with it. Um, but it just exploded really um, ever since then. And now um, there's a software that came out and it's called Comment Sold. And I'll go ahead and give them a plug. I know the owner of that or the guy that um, developed it, he's a good friend of mine. And so Comment Sold is available to anyone that wants to sell on social platforms. Um, but that's been a huge tool in helping us grow because it handles all of our invoicing and customers and all of our data and everything is um, ran through there. But um, anyways, it's just been a huge blessing um, that it's exploded. And I uh, kind of went from a stay-at-home mom to a working mom pretty quickly, but I still feel like I get to do both in a way. I get to travel and um, be with my kids a good bit, but then also, you know, get to with the CEO life at the same time. So it's been really awesome. Right. Wow. That's incredible. So it's funny. And for our, our listeners out there, I've actually known Allison since I was like six. And yeah, my, yeah, that's right. Shout out to Pinecrest Baptist Church. All right. Anyway, so my, um, my, it's funny, my now wife at the time we were uh, either engaged or dating and I didn't know about Jules and James and then she's like showing me these clothes that she wants to get. I'm like, oh, cool. You know, like, what, what are you looking like? What is that? And she told me, and then I saw who the owner was. I was like, wait a minute. I know her. That's so funny. I so, didn't know that. Yeah. So that is when I heard it. And you're absolutely right. Now there's like a bajillion boutiques, but you came in right. at just the right time, which is why uh, if you're thinking about starting a business out there or you're a business owner. This is why I was really excited to have Allison on. So I want to ask you a few questions. And one of the first one, I kind of want to tie it into a story that I think I remember you telling on social media. And so my first okay. question is, what was the hardest part about starting your own business? And I kind of want you to share, um, which tell me if I'm not making this up, where you went to I think a fair or something, and you only sold yes. about $40 worth of stuff. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you are right. So when I first started, um, even like with the, the monogramming and the embroidery, so I felt very blessed. I felt like that took off pretty quickly. Um, but you know, I think you always have ideas, like whenever you start anything, you know, and I encourage anyone, like if you're, thinking about starting a business, you need to have a strategy, you know, and especially, especially if you're going to take out a loan or, um, you know, if it, even if it's a smaller loan, like if you're on a credit card, you know, have a plan of how you're going to pay that off. That's like always one of my biggest uh, tips and pieces of advice that I give anyone. Um, but also, even with a plan, there's going to be times where you're like totally just going to fail at something and so one of my biggest failures um it, I mean in, in the grand scheme of things it was a small failure but it's a time that I look and I'm like I could have 
so easily just like threw in the towel and that could have been my last day of anything. Um, so like Josh said, I went to, uh, it wasn't a fair, it was a festival actually, it was called the Geranium Festival, and it's actually in the town where Josh and I grew up in McDonough, Georgia, and it's a really big festival, and I had a friend, and she had done some, um, monogramming and embroidery stuff at a festival, and she's like, yeah, you can set up at this thing, and she, she had, she had been doing it for years, and she's like, I always make about $2,000 minimum at this festival. So, of course, I'm like, okay, that's, that's my goal. Like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do everything it takes. I'm going to make this happen. You know, I'm going to do this one festival, and then I'm going to sign up for every festival there is to the end of the year. You know, I'm just thinking I had all these huge aspirations. So, the festival was in um, May. So, I think at the beginning of April, I started ordering all the stuff that I was going to uh, monogram, and I stayed up for hours every night. I mean, didn't see friends, didn't sleep, you know, it was like, all I did was sleep, eat, and monogram, and I prepared for this festival. And then um, the day of the festival came, it was a huge festival, thousands of people there, um, and I set up my tent with all my products. I think I had, like, over 100 products. I had, like, done the math. Like, if I sell even half of this, then I'll make, I don't know, a few thousand dollars. Wow. And so that was my goal. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, it was like, there were just like, I mean, literally just tons of people there. And everyone was passing my booth. And there would be a few people that would come in. And I think I made $40 that day. Oh, and I should also add that um, I didn't even have the money to register for the event. My father-in-law... Um, was so sweet. He gave me, I think, $200 to register for wow. to have the booth So it was sweet. I always tell him I need to pay him back for that. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, I mean, that was a day, I don't think I full-on cried, but I definitely had a moment when we got in the car, and I just will never forget, like, packing up my things, and my little sister Amelia was with me, and my husband was with me, and they were like, Everyone just felt so sorry for me, and it was embarrassing because all my friends knew. You know, they hadn't seen me for the last month, so they knew what I was getting ready for. So everyone was like, "How was the festival? You know, how did you do?" And I'm like, "Oh, oh, oh not so good." But you know, but I think at that time, really, um, one thing that I did because a lot of people ask me, like, "Well, you know, well, what did you do?" You know, why, why didn't you give up? And I think really, like, I went back that night and I evaluated everything. First of all, it was my first festival and my booth looked terrible um, and my product wasn't that great. And so, you know, I just had to, like, assess, kind of, like, critique myself kind of harshly and say, okay, if you ever do a festival again, this is where we're going to go right with everything. So, wow, um, that was a huge... That was a huge learning lesson that day. I'm sure. So what I love that you did, and you literally answered our next question of how you handle a failure. So for many people, they would have kind of gone through that experience and say, well, clearly this isn't for me. I'm thrown in the towel. I'm done. But you went back and you just examined, instead of giving up, where I'm going to examine every single thing I did. Maybe my tent didn't look as great. My product wasn't as great. 
And I really believe, and while we're seeing it in your own success story, how failure really set you up for success. And if, if you didn't have that moment of, and I love that story too, because it shows nothing is an overnight success. And right. for people who are out there who are trying to make it happen, who are working really hard, sometimes it just takes, you need that moment of making $40 at a festival when you're expecting right. to make thousands um, to really turn the corner of your business, uh, which kind of segues right. into our next question. You always brag about how great your team is on social media. And so as a uh -huh. business owner, how important is it to have a great team around you? It's vital. I I tell them and I tell everyone all the time, you're only as good as everyone around you. And it's so true. So one thing, too, that I love about pretty much everyone that works for me, um, and honestly, I didn't do this on purpose, but um, John Maxwell, he's one of my favorite leaders that I listen to and I I mean, I try to listen to something of his every day, whether it's a podcast or an audible oh, book yeah. or anything like that. He's amazing. But he always says, um, well, he actually said it, and I picked it up recently, and he says, uh, you need to identify leaders within. Instead of going out, he said, some of your greatest leaders will come within your organization. So um, I feel like, I didn't do that necessarily on purpose, but the best example of that is actually my sister-in-law, Leah. Um, so she is right now, um, she is, it's kind of funny, she actually gave herself the uh, title of vice president. She calls herself <laughs> Leah D, because we have the same last name group. So I'm like, okay, you can be the vice president, that's fine. So she gave herself that title, which is hilarious, but um Three years ago, like when everything was really booming and we were about to open up our store. So we do a lot more online than we do in our store. But at the time, um, it was kind of just like a transition period for us. We were getting ready to open up our store. And Leah is one of those people that I feel like she's kind of had a, she's kind of had some hard hands dealt to her in life. But Hi. she is definitely an overcomer. She's someone that I, um, admire so much. She um, she had a baby right out of high school, got married super young. Um, her baby had so many health issues. Her husband has had so many health issues, my brother-in-law, and um, she just overcome everything. But she, um, because she got married and had a baby so young, she never finished school, and she never, in my opinion, was uh, at a job where she got to, I don't know what the word is, she never let her, she never had a chance to shine in a job. And so when I hired her, I didn't even know what her capabilities are. And I would say that she didn't even know because she never had the opportunity. Um, but she has been one of the biggest keys to the growth and the success of Jules and James is just having her. And she's had to develop herself as a leader and as a, She's not a business owner, but in a way, she is. That she takes so much ownership of Jules and James, and it's—I mean, she's making more money than she ever has, and she has so much success because she stepped up to the plate. So I think that if I would have never, you know, 
seen that potential in her, I don't think she would have ever known that she had it. And so I think there's even some, and there's so many other people on my staff who um, I have a media team and um, there's three people on my media team and they do like all of our marketing, they do all of our social media, our photography, um, all of our giveaways, anything social media related or as it relates to like our customers, they're kind of in charge of it. And so there was one girl that on my social media team and she was picking and packaging, making a little more than minimum wage just this time last year. And then, you know, I just saw so much potential in her with just the things that she was saying and the things, you know, she would come to me with ideas and she didn't even have to even talk to me in a way, you know. So I think that's just been a huge part is just identifying those people and then empowering them and also for me to like take my hands off the wheel and say okay you've got it and I believe in you and I trust you to handle this wow. so that's been a huge thing just identifying those people from within something else that's cool is to this day I haven't hired anyone um, actually no I'll take that back I did hire someone straight out of call um, and paid them a lot and they literally were only with me for a few weeks so pretty much everyone that I've hired, um, you know, they weren't anyone fancy on paper with all these credentials that demanded a certain pay rate or anything like that. But they're all, you know, being really well paid, and I feel like I feel like that's almost even better because it's like they earned it. You know, they earned their way. I mean, of course, if you have a college degree, you earn your way too. But you know what I'm saying? I feel like they worked their way from the bottom to the top. Literally. Wow. So I love what you said. Um, I love that's what leaders do. We they add value to their team, see what they can do, and see the potential they have. So you're literally the team around you, like you said, starting off some making minimum wage, and you see their growth potential, and you're pulling that out of them and really promoting them from within. That's what great leaders do. I think that's incredible. And I love what you said. It's vital to to have a successful business, you have to have a, a great team around you. And Absolutely. Jules and James is a living proof of that. Obviously, you're doing a fantastic job at CEO, but you have an incredible team around you. So kind of segue into our last question. And then I want to talk about um, that nice award that I know you hate to brag, but that nice award you got out of 9,000 companies. Uh, that's a big deal. So, But before we hit that, what is one piece of advice that you would give to someone who is thinking about starting their own business? So I have, I've given out a little bit of thought. Um, one piece of advice. I have so many pieces of advice, <laughs> but I think one of the biggest ones, cause I was trying to even reflect on like what I wish someone would have told me. And I think, one of the biggest things that I would, I would have done is really assess who you are at the very beginning and who you're going to be because I think that you are your product. And I think that, like, goes for – I mean, I feel like that translates to so many businesses. Um, no matter what it is, your business is, like, you are your product. And so you have to decide. And I think um, – a trap that a lot of people fall into is they 
idolize another business or they, um, what's the word? Even if you look up to another business, you want to be like them, but right. that's not true to yourself. And I even did that a little bit at the beginning. Like I would look at other online boutiques and I would think, oh, well, that's really cool that they do this. Um, a perfect example of that is I remember there was this one item that I sold and I really liked it. And I had actually seen it at another boutique before I thought for, before I bought it, I saw another boutique had it. And it was like someone literally across the country. I think this boutique that I saw it that had it was like in Oklahoma or Texas or something. And um, they had it styled uh, back in the back in the day, like five years ago, floor lays were really huge for four years ago. Um, people would like photograph stuff like on the floor, you know, like in range it. And that's still something people do to this day, but it was especially big then. And so they had it styled with like some cowgirl boots. And so I went and spent like $200 on a pair of cowgirl boots because I thought there would be so many cute looks that I could get out of that. Like it was a, that was a lot of money, you know, for me to spend on those pair of cowgirl boots. But I thought like I could get so many like styles out of these boots. But then like I, I did it for like a week and then I like, I was like looking at it one day and I'm like, this is ridiculous. Um, I have never worn cowgirl boots <laughs> maybe like three times in my whole life, you know, which we're in West, I live in West Georgia now and yes, there are some girls that wear cowgirl boots, but I'm like, that's not me, you know, that is not me. That couldn't be further from who I am. I'm, I'm, and there's nothing wrong with cowgirl boots. I think they're adorable for the right outfit and if you're going to a country concert or whatever, but you know, you just have to, for me, it was just like, who are you and who do you want to be? Mm. Because you can gain inspiration from other businesses and even from other people, but you know, Josh, you're never going to be John Maxwell, so you shouldn't try, you know? That's right. So, I mean, there's just, I mean, and I feel like that applies to anything and everyone is just really think about who you're going to, who you want to be and what you want your business to be about. And um, from the the very beginning, I came up with three words that I thought defined what I I wanted Milton James to be about. And it's generosity, kindness, and friendship. And I'll just touch on that really quick. So um, the last word is friendship. And I feel like the reason I chose that word is because you started on Facebook with, I mean, it started with literally just my actual friends on Facebook. And then it spread to friends of my friends, and then it just spread from there. And so now, no, I don't know every single person that buys for me. I mean, there's no way I could. Um, but I tell every, anyone that goes through, like, orientation that works for me, um, we, talk, we talk about these three words, and we say, we treat people like they're our actual friends. If you wouldn't treat an actual friend this way with any of our policies, then we're not going to treat them that way. And so wow. um, that's a huge one for us is friendship, generosity. We give back um, kindness. We're just super kind to everyone that either walks through the door. And that even translates to how we treat our employees, and our staff, and, and, of course, customers. So, wow. um, you know, just figuring out who you are, what you want your company to be about, and then just making sure that everything lines up with your mission. So I, I love that. I love that. So one piece, so if you're listening out there, you're thinking about starting a business and, or maybe you just started, you're underway, 
is I couldn't agree more with what Allison just said is sticking true to yourself is finding you don't have to be, don't be the next somebody that's already out there existing. Be the first you. And Allison, to compliment, uh, I think you do a great job at that. Even uh, my wife, who's never met you, will say all the time, like, I love just how how real she comes across at social media. All right. She doesn't try to come across as this, you know, has it all together and never makes mistakes. She, I can relate. And I think you've done a great, I think you've done a great job at relating to people that you're still human, but yet you're run a very successful business. And, um, I think you're doing a great job. I can't thank you enough for coming on today. And and actually for all all, everyone listening here at oxygen for leaders, we're actually going to give away $50 gift card to Jules and James boutique. That winner will be announced later. Um, and I'm really excited about that. So, Allison, real quick, we got a few minutes left. Tell us how you came in first of really what over 9,000 businesses. Jules and James came in first place, correct? Yes. Yeah. So, we actually, um, I was a little bit more discreet about it when I put it on social media, but I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. So, um, Plummet sold, like, the, the company that I mentioned before. So they are really awesome, and it's been an incredible tool. It came out about a year and a half, a year and a half after we started. Back in the back in the day, I keep referring to it back in the day, but it's only been, like, four years ago. Um, I had notebook after notebook after notebook, and that's how I would, like, I would handwrite all of our orders. And we would print it, print postage. I mean, it was just. It was crazy, but I mean, you know, that was the only option, so we just did what we had to do. Right. Um, but now, like I said, Comet Sold is an amazing tool, and so we were one of the first, I, I think we, I think we're, we were actually the first company that they had on there, um, I think. I mean, it, I know we were, like, the, the first few anyways, but I think we were actually the first company that actually, like, got on Comet Sold. And it was like a brand new software. And so now, you I mean, they have grown so much. And there's 9,000 companies on there. And so we got an award because we were the first company to hit $10 million in revenue. Wow. And that was actually what it was for. Um, and since then, I mean, since we hit it, there's um, been a couple that hit it right after right after we hit it. So I didn't say that number on the internet, but that's what it was actually for. Was $10 million in revenue, so that was a huge wow. honor, and we were able to do that in um, just like a year and a half or two years. Wow. Two years. So I'll give you so. credit. You definitely were hitting the humble brag on social media because that is incredible. Um, Allison, once again, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Uh, um, we're about to be done recording here, but stay on. I want to thank you again. So this is Allison Grooms. Go follow Jules and James Boutique on all social sites. They incredible deals, incredible clothes. Uh, I can speak from example. My wife buys from there all the time. Absolutely loves it. Allison will definitely have to have you back on soon. Um, I can't thank you enough for giving us your time. Thank you so much. Thanks, Josh. It was a pleasure to be on, and I hope you'll have me back again. Absolutely. This is Oxygen for Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Josh Garrison. Until next time.